Why does he look like the boy mayor? He looks like the fucking boy mayor. Cassinich. You ever party with Dennis Cassinich? Like him? You fuck yeah. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Carver, that's a fucking compliment. It is. Hey, this is Matt with Damage Goods on Little Raleigh Radio, and I've also got my uh, boy Montgomery here. That's your boy Montgomery from uh, Gridlock Fanzine, best fanzine of uh, garage punk rock and roll in the Triangle of North Carolina. Yes, sir. Not a joke. Yes, I'll sir. get you guys some. Oh, I, know. I got one from Hopscotch. And we're... We're here at the Orange County Social Club in Carborough. Very entertaining. And who do I have here with me? Rosanna. Here with Rosanna. Rosanna Sappho's the Greek goddess of punk. And uh, your brother, Lamont Thomas, a.k.a. Bim, a.k.a. Reefer Southern Men. <laughs> and where are you guys from? Cleveland, Ohio. Westside, Westside Punk Connect. And you guys just played a show tonight at Duke's Coffee House in Durham with uh, Flesh Wounds and Winston Facials. Yeah, yeah. Turns out Facials are friends from way back, and the Flesh Wounds are my new brothers and sisters. And, man, the single on Merge is still slaying me from Hopscotch on. Yeah. You guys played a great show tonight. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice environment, nice accommodations. The brother, the brother Dave, David, David Rodriguez, mi hermano. Yes, and uh, he had everything laid out from food to cash to checks and whatnot. It was good. Yeah, but you said you came, you came from Boston before this. Man, I've only been to Boston a couple of times in my life, but uh, I came from Cleveland, Ohio today. Rosanna Sappos is like band's best friend, like the best bandmate I ever had. She drove eight and a half hours, and then you saw what she was doing on the drums. So, yeah. Well, we, where were you at before you went to Cleveland, though? Oh, oh I was in Austin, Texas. Oh, Austin. I flew home. I thought you said you were in Boston. I was like, fuck that, dog. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be in Austin than Boston. No disrespect to my uh, my Dude, New England yeah. friends and uh, constituents, but uh, yeah, I went. To, my band and my label lives in Austin, so I was down there. I was recording. I was playing shows and uh, the side project Blacks we debuted and stuff. So, what can you tell us about Blacks? Well, that's the Opian Threes and me. That's Cleve Punk meets Texas Psych. And it's fucking nuts right now, man. Everybody's going nuts. So you already got one 12-inch out of Blacks? And a three-song 7-inch in the can. I got to finish it off back in Cleveland. But, yeah, the Who's going to put that out? Hopefully Uncle Gerard Cosloy, but you, you never know. You? He he was he looked a little drunk over at the show, so I'm assuming he had a good time. <laughs> how did you how did you hook up with uh, Gerard Cosloy? Uh, he put out a record by my old band, The Bassholes, when I was a kid, and he and Don Holland had already been in bed back in the Homestead days with gotcha. the Gibson Brothers. So. Oh, that's sick, man.
Huh? You know about the Gibson? Yeah, man, when you come to my house, we'll listen to the Gibson Brothers. I got like three of their records. Man, Orville Neely was bumping uh, 68 Comebacks last oh, 70 record on the way home. It was like, I got some 68 I gotta, Comeback at the house, too, I gotta, man. I got to dig that shit out when I get home, man. It's been so long, it sounded refreshing in Texas, you know, with a mountain of reefer on my mind. What made you decide to pick the Obian 3s as your backing band? Do you know them for a while? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Ever since uh, I've been coming down to Texas, I've been down with Orville and Tom Tripp. You know, he's he's young, but he's a pro. He's like an old vet. And they picked me. And I've seen them so many times, and I've run with them so many times. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Nothing to it. No question. One thing that I've noticed in, like, a lot of your, like, recent recordings is you've been doing, like, a lot of, like, hip-hop type stuff. What made you, like, start to get into doing that yourself? You know, you've been doing, like, rock and roll shit for so long. Well, there's par parallels with hip-hop. You know, flyer art, underground shows, homegrown, you know, small pressings of records. You know, it's all, it's all relative. It's all parallel. It's very similar. And then, the, you know, just hip-hop managed to make a lot more money than punk rock for the powers that be. Sure. But here we are in the underground with the internet on our side, so everything, you know, the playing field's level right now. It's fun. I'm trying to think of, like, big fucking hip-hop to come out of Cleveland. It's like, in Bone Thugs from Cleveland? Oh, you got Bone Thugs, man. You got Chip the Rip. You got Fat Al. Ray Jr., you got MGK, you got the devastating, most excellent Muamin collective. You got Pooh Man Chu and the and the Kings of Iron Mike and the Nappy Head Click with Vegatron and oh man shit, Hootie Mac, Uncle Lin, Sam Goody. I mean, it's brothers all through and through on the hip hop thing, but we using the MPC to make punk records because they didn't made a certain amount of rules in punk rock, and we don't follow them. Sure. Like most punks don't follow any rules. Right. But because we're black, there might be a little apprehension. But if you really listen to the shit, if you puff down and you do the right thing, you're going to enjoy that shit just like the most rebel-edged punk rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, so can you tell me about the album No America? Is it a concept album? No America is a concept album, yeah. Uh... We omitted some skits as to make it a little more listenable, but uh, the, the the point remains the same. You know, just simply taking over a radio station, as most radio stations don't play the right shit. You know, not like XTU. They they you know they tend to just do the records that might get them a flat screen TV as payola or maybe even a fatter check or some shit like that. You know, so we basically hijack that station, take it over, and start playing our friends' records. And ultimately, the first record by our friends is Muami, which is right when I get murked on the record. But I'm still here, I'm still breathing, uh, and don't worry. So I love all the uh, I love all the pun songs like Two Punk Shakur. Oh yeah, and. Uh, Cynthia Piper of the Gates of Dawn. Oh uh, yeah, that's a wonderful woman. That's that's like based on a true story, so to speak. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is black punk, man. You know, a little, a little extra funk, a little, a little more meaning, I suppose. You know, like 
why why can't our shit mean something? Do we all have to be dumb? I mean, we appreciate our dumb punk, and we love the sense of humor and absurdity. But somebody's got to stand for something. Why not my black ass? Hey, I just got a few questions about Cleveland in general. What's going on there now in 2015 that you're really feeling? All of them. I'm feeling them all. I'm feeling wet brain. I'm feeling smooth brain. I'm feeling the homo stupids. The homo stupids are back. I saw them play the other night, and it was longer than 15 minutes, and the whole damn city came out, and it was a happy hour from 6 to 8, and everybody was there. I'm feeling fat vegan. I'm feeling anything that Saucepan Records and non-commercial is doing, from the inmates all the way over to motherfucking the bad noise, all the way over to motherfucking real regular, splat, coal mines. Rosanna's got a whole tribe of witches, and they're fucking making records, man. You know what I'm saying? We got indie rock motherfuckers and, and math rockers. We got Herzog and fucking, you know, mega church. And it's it's very, it's wide ranging, but everybody knows each other. Everybody drinks beer together. And then you can call that a scene. Whether the Cleveland self-effacing Clevelanders want to fucking call it a scene or not. I know all of y'all motherfuckers and I run with you. You fuck with me, I'm fucking with you. I got your records. <laughs> I got your records. You know, but I, I really, I ride with a lot of cats over at Nowless Class and a lot of cats at the Happy Dog. You know, that's that's my tribe, but the whole rock underground in America is my tribe. And I know people in Cleveland that extend to them regularly, places to crash, booking shows, cooking food, you know. So it's still the underground. And my Cleveland folks, they, they represent it well, even if people can't understand the nihilism within a show, you know, and people getting airborne and jumping off speakers and, you know, running into one another. It's, it's the land. It's how we get it. And at the end of the day, it's exciting. Besides the music in Cleveland, what else is in your hometown that people should know about, like in terms of like food, arts? Like other stuff that you like besides the music that you like, you want to bring people to Cleveland. What are you gonna tell them about? Well, what's I mean, scene? one of the best art museums, of course, the Rock Hall. Tons of homegrown food and pub and grub, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of bougie shit taking over like any city in America. But there's still little nooks and crannies and stuff that you can get into, you know, all all types of stuff. You know, when the OBN 3s come, they go to a little Guatemalan spot on Lorraine Avenue every time because, I mean, they turned me on to the spot. I didn't even know. But, hey, if somebody has I never mean, been to Cleveland uh, before you know, you and they want to get that. some good food, like good food, where would you go first? Uh, I, I tend to hang at the, the, the Fig Spice. I got a little, I got a couple little soul food spots that I hit here and there. Hey, bro, they want to know where to eat in Cleveland. Oh, Happy Dog, where I work. Hot dogs, gourmet hot dogs. Cheese and kimchi. Spice is good. Uh, there's a ton of really good restaurants in Cleveland. Yeah, but We're, like, I mean, really lucky about that. from out of town who has never been to Cleveland before. Where would you send them first? Yeah, I mean, like, 
Like somebody you like. Depends. We have a lot of good brunch spots. The Happy Dog, probably Happy Dog or Mayhalls. Mayhalls has awesome food. Uh, I'm thinking cheap though. And then we have fancy shit. Melts. People like to go to Melts. That's cool. Hey, Bim said you had like a big group of your friends that have a lot of bands that are going right now, but he didn't name any names. What are some of the bands that that your friends are in that you think people down here should know about? Like Cleveland bands? Oh, yeah. Like shit by Jimmy. They have a terrible name, but they're one of the best bands ever. What kind of music? Just Garage, straight up Garage. Sure. Joey, uh, Counter Intuits. Herzog. Fucking Thumb on the Sleeves. Nashville. Yeah. Uh, Hussey. Downtown? Yeah. Well, just bands. Cleveland bands. Yeah. Oh, Cleveland bands? Yeah, I mean, like, we know about the Home of Stupids. Oh, best band in America. Yeah. They just played. They just recently just played a happy hour. <laughs> no, that's less. So I was gonna ask, how did? <laughs> but still, at the end of the day, bad noise on tour right now. Oh yeah, the bad noise are in Europe right now. Lucia and Turner, their members are in all sorts of bands. Prison Moms, I saw them last week. That shit was fucking fantastic. You know, but you gotta be up for the wild shit. You gotta fucking be up for, you know, oh shit, that guy just, that guy just threw a can at me. I don't think it was empty either. You know what I'm saying? Like, What's the wildest shit that you've seen at a show in Cleveland? Oh, uh, from fireworks to fucking roadkill to fucking, I mean, Dude, you ever bloody, got bad at a show there? Well, I was at one of the last shows at the Tower, or what was supposed to be one of the last shows at the Tower, and uh, they took some paint mix and threw it about the room, and it mixed with the beer and made for a pasty substance that some people had no problem with, but I had on some Shell Toe Adidas, a Carhartt, and a WCSB hoodie with a fucking brown fucking scully on and these motherfuckers ran me over. I was talking to somebody with my back turned to the pit. Never do that, I found. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got run over like traffic. And when I got up, I was covered. All, all gear ruined. And we had to ride home in my girl's back seat and her back seat was ruined too. So, you know, you, you run into those kind of nights, but it's not like that every night. Most of the time we're drinking. We watch the Cavs during happy hour, and then, you know, bands start showing up from out of town. You know, locals are on the bill. You know, somebody's cooking in the corner, and, hey, let's get it on. You know, the happy happy dog, the kitchen's fucking pumping, and everybody has to pay. There is no guest list, and all the money goes to the bands. Nobody, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's decent, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know if you you played up there. Oh, yeah, I played Happy Dog. Happy Dog's been, fucking I've sick, dog. when you touched down in my city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was going to ask, how did how did you and Bem first meet each other? We knew each other for a long time, just playing in bands together. But when I was uh, a kid, like in the 90s, I used to play Speaking Tongues. I was like the first band to play Speaking Tongues. I was in a band called Pudding and Fruit. And he actually had a CD of, like, me when I was, like, 16. And then we met later in life. <laughs> And I don't know, just Cleveland, yes. Yeah,
Well, so what was the first punk band you got into when you were a kid? Uh, I never got into punk that much, honestly. Like, you were more into the garage side? Yeah, totally. Well, what was the, some of the first stuff that really got you into that? Um, just going to shows. Like, as a kid, like... Like, number one, speaking tongues, like, in the 90s, that was a really cool, well, the, the place to go. Well, I think for me, it was hearing the, the Nuggets box set. That's really what got me into it. Yeah. yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Raleigh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've actually never been to Cleveland, so. Cleveland's not so bad. There's cool things. You just gotta, you gotta look for it. There's some cool, there's cool things going on. <laughs> well, so how long have you guys actually been a band together? Uh, he started up next. I don't know, for a long time. Maybe like five years. He picked me up maybe two years ago. I did like South by with him, and then I went to the West Coast. Probably been with him like two years. Well, so what is South by Southwest actually like? It's okay. It's not so bad. It's a lot of waiting around. A lot of coconut water. <laughs> and then getting fucked up later and eating a taco. Is it a little too uh, overcrowded? I've been there before a few times with other bands, but going going with Opnox was the best experience. So have you put out releases with your, your other bands? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what kind of what are some of your other bands people can check out? I was in a band called Hot Cha Cha. We used to tour a lot, and then um, now I'm in a band called Gold Mines, and I'm encountering into it. It's Roundhouse in Columbus, and Jerry. He was in Times New Viking, and uh, Shell Sakers. I'm in a few bands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you looking like my cousin. Well, so, I tour most with that now. Well, so how long is your tour going on for? I think we do a couple here, then we go to uh, Atlanta, three shows in Atlanta. Two shows in Atlanta, one show with Blacks. <laughs> going for the mess around, then we play one show in Louisville, and then we go home. And then we're doing something in Indy with We Are Hex. Well, I think there's been a lot of attention to Obnox recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, that... He's the hardest working musician in Cleveland. Has that taken you guys by surprise? For me, no, because I've always known about him, and I've, I was a fan of this moment in black history, so not to me, but I think, yeah. Y'all playing reanimator tomorrow? Yeah, come and watch my back. I don't know about it. And I think, um, I know that there's been, I don't know how well you've been involved with, but hasn't he recorded three albums this year? Is that true? Yeah, he's out of control. Yeah, he's always working. He's got, like, his whole future planned. He doesn't stop. It's crazy. I mean, it takes Dr. Dre like 20 years to record three albums, you know? <laughs> well, so, what's what, for you, what's the most memorable show that you guys have played? Probably Goner or Hopscotch. Hopscotch was awesome last year, yeah. It was like, what? I almost got in a fight with a dude. I, I got in a fight when you guys played. You, you got in a fight? I almost got in a fight with this dude in the crowd when Fleshman's uh, were playing. What, what happened? Just some meathead was just like not being cool at all, especially to girls. Yeah. This guy with like a faux hawk and a tank top. Oh, I heard about that because I actually... I uh, wasn't there for that, but... Like, I was doing damage control. I was just... I, it was crazy. I couldn't even fucking breathe in there. I saw that. Yeah, that was gnarly. 
I lost a lot of shit. Well, so, do you know what your guys' future plans are? Yeah. Uh, I lost my fucking shirt. Mim's got a master plan. A master plan? I feel. Yeah. He hasn't revealed it yet? He's what? He hasn't revealed it yet? To me, yeah. He's doing, um, I think he's, I think he's only doing one album in 2015. It's that double one. No, no, no. But he's, he's never going to stop working. Why would he? Why would he? Exactly, yeah. Well, so does does Ben write all of the songs? Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he has ideas he does them down. Paul Macaroon usually records them. And then um, if he wants somebody... He'll just call somebody up and they'll be on the record if he's, you know. It's all him. It's all him all the time. Yeah. Well, do you guys ever do cover songs? Yeah, he did a couple covers. Um, I know he does a lot of Andre Williams. I know we did we did a Bo Diddley cover and I sing the Powerhouse. I sing back up on that. And then uh, he covered Four Dead in Ohio. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah that's, he does a, that's a classic. Yeah. Thanks for talking to us today on yeah. Little Barley Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully you, you guys will come back. Yeah, for sure. This is great.